From New Orleans, Louisiana, it's Empirical's PowerTech Podcast. This is the place where we talk about bringing technology to the power industry. Our goal is to educate you on the most popular trends, bring you actionable strategies from industry thought leaders, and help you make sure your utility is prepared for the future. I'm your host, Matthew Sachs, president of Empirical, former utility engineer and power industry advocate. Given that we recently celebrated National Lineman Appreciation Day, we have a special show today in honor of all the line workers that keep our country's power flowing. The job of an electric lineman, whether working on an energized power line or replacing a transformer or a fuse cutout, is inherently risky and dangerous. Because of this, these brave individuals should take every precaution to complete their work safely and effectively. Traditionally, Linemen have relied on personal protective equipment, such as rubber gloves and sleeves, bucket liners, and protective blankets to ensure their safety. These days, state-of-the-art technologies, such as tablets and drones, are also helping to create not only a safer working environment, but improving productivity and efficiency for linemen in the field. Ray Beck has served his community both as a councilman, a mayor, and a representative to certain boards and commissions within his community and even outside the area. But prior to that, he spent over 37 years with the Yampa Valley Electric Association in various roles, such as a meter technician, substation technician, and lineman. Now, being one of three commissioners in his community, Ray continues his pursuit of making a difference in his community and beyond. Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. You know, when a, a storm or disaster hits, we're very quick to praise our first responders, the police, fire, rescue crews, emergency management professionals, and even healthcare workers that, that all keep us safe. But you know, there's one team of heroes that I think are somewhat overlooked, and that's the electrical linemen who work to restore the vital services like electricity and internet and phone service to homes and businesses. Why do you think that is, that we're not always as quick to understand that they're out there as well after a disaster? You know, that's a really good question, Matthew, and I appreciate the, the question. I think possibly some of the reasons for that is that at, at some point in time, most of our consumers understand that their power is going to be off because we do have reliable electricity out here, of course, as you know, throughout the nation. But when the power goes off, people as a, in general and as a whole are usually pretty patient and they are very supportive and understanding that, that the linemen are out there doing their very best to get the lights back on. Now, as far as, as appreciating them, I think anybody can attest that you know, when lights are off and, and you, you can't work at your computer or talk on your phone or anything, run your freezer, watch TV, and take access of all those things that are provided by electricity, when it does come on, you're very appreciative. I mean, even air conditioning in the heat of the summer or heat when it's 30 below or 40 below in the wintertime. So I think that there is a deep appreciation. Maybe they don't express it, but I think it's out there. And I know from, from my standpoint, you know, no matter what happened in the course of getting the power back on, if people were available and they saw you or on the street or if they saw you out in the field doing your job, they'd stop and say, hey, is there anything we can do? Or thank you for your, for your help. Thanks for getting the lights restored. And that was always rewarding for me. You know, that's true. We, we kind of say around here that life gets very primitive when you have an extended power outage of a day or more. And I've talked to some linemen in the past, and they had that similar experience you had where after a, a storm, and it's been maybe a day or two, 
and they get that power back on. They're like rock stars leaving that that street, and people are coming out and and waving and cheering and offering them food and everything else. So I'm sure that's got to be uplifting, putting in those long hours of that dangerous work. Well, absolutely, Matthew. You know, at the end of the day, it, it really is about going home. And when I say that, I mean, in, with all due respect to the industry, you got to watch out for yourself and you got to watch out for your buddy because it is safety. It is about safety. And, you know, I think that's one of the, the things I really enjoyed about being a lineman was troubleshooting and outages because no two were ever the same. And it really did. It was a challenge. Let's put it that way. You know, you wanted to get the lights on as quickly as possible. And that was our job. But at the same time, you wanted to do it in a safe manner. And I think we did that over the years. And, and I think linemen today still have that in the forefront of their minds, you know, get the lights back on, get them on as quickly as possible and efficiently. But at the end of the day, make sure that what you do is done safely and, and that you do get to go home. Certainly, certainly. Now, a lot of us picture alignment's work as very labor intensive. You're handling heavy and, and bulky items, diffuses, wire, insulators. You're working with wrenches, maybe hydraulic tools, but what are some of the technological advances that you saw come about over the course of your career? When I first started, we didn't have the bucket truck technology that we have today. We had a, a double bucket. We called it old Bertha, if you will. And it was better and it, it was great at the time. But over the years, while I was there, I seen the technology in bucket trucks really improve, you know, where you could go in and do work on, on hot lines with the insulated buckets that, that they have, but also the tools, the, the tools that you could ad adapt to the bucket truck, hydraulic tools. And of course, they're all insulated. I mean, they're dielectrically tested, and that was always a, a great technology that, that came up aboard. But for, for linemen, when you're up there in the bucket truck and you're having to put on connections with a squeeze-on tool and people don't understand that over time, that's really hard on your elbows and your upper body but when they came out with the hydraulic technology for doing this type of work, it really did make a difference. And it actually kind of sped up the work. So I appreciated that from a technology standpoint, for sure. That's an interesting angle. So you're saying that it's not just a productivity gain, but almost like an ergonomic benefit, that it was easier on the lineman's physical body that could accomplish the job with less exertion. Well, exactly. And, and when I say technology, they've got this technology down so good right now when it comes to working lines hot, that it really is beneficial for the industry. It's beneficial for the people that are actually boots on the ground doing the work. And if something was to ever happen electrically to an individual up there, they have safety practices in place for getting that individual out of that bucket and on the ground and, and making sure they're performing CPR and getting that individual to the, getting him the medical or her the medical attention that they need because of a an accident that could have occurred and, and that technology has improved and, and the things that we, we do. But I, I did, I thought that. And, and you know, another thing that I thought as far as technology goes is our new line locators. When we're out there line locating line, I spent one summer totally just locating line because uh, there was communication lines being put in all over the country in my jurisdiction. And so the improvement that have has come about as a result of, of line locating which is really critical before somebody digs so that people don't get hurt. It's amazing how that uh, technology has improved as well. You know, that makes me think that I would imagine after some really big natural disasters, when you've got utility workers from literally many states and, and far away coming in to help, I would imagine a lot of those technologies 
are able to take that kind of new massive workforce and deploy them much more quickly, much more efficiently, because now you can give them some digital tools and other things that they didn't have years ago to find those circuits and those particular areas, certainly in a region where they're not familiar, and, and they can get around to restoration and repair much quicker. Yep, you're exactly right. You know, one of the things that I've, I saw in my tenure as a lineman is the SCADA. It's not new technology, it's improved technology. And where I worked at the time, we wanted SCADA, but upper management didn't feel like there was a need or they didn't want to spend the money to have that type of technology whereby it really helps deliver power in a safe and efficient way, but it helps us monitor outages. And that technology wasn't available to us then. Since then, Yampa Valley Electric has implemented SCADA And I think that is a great step in the right direction because it will help them provide electricity in a more efficient manner, but it'll also help them navigate those issues as they come up in a more efficient manner, meaning that they can isolate a problem and get the lights back on quicker as a way to monitor the system. You're right. Certainly, as we see kind of the digitizing of the grid, where everybody's got much more information at a glance in in a screen in front of them about all the different assets and down to a much finer level of detail. Certainly, it's going to make everybody's work more productive, including the linemen, as they're out there either troubleshooting or or doing new work. Yep. That brings up another question then. As we start to move into this age of an even greater reliance on technology, what kind of challenges do you see for today's linemen? Are there new skills or different training that they're going to need that maybe you wouldn't have required, say, 10 or even 15 years ago? Well, Matthew, you know, when I was a lineman, we didn't have the safety equipment that is being used today in in this day and age. And I say that with all due respect. Nowadays, the amount of safety equipment that a lineman has to put on before he climbs a pole or before he gets in a bucket or before he gets on a a boom truck to to dig holes and et cetera, the equipment that is needed uh, to do work safely has really increased. And at the end of the day, usually the job will require less time. The actual job itself will require less time than the before the tailgate that you have to have because it's really important that your foreman and the crew that he's over communicate and make sure that everybody understands what the job is before them so that they can do it in a safe manner. And that communication is really important. They call it a tailgate and before and then afterwards, you know, I mean, so, so all the technology, all the, all the safety equipment, it usually takes more time to, to get the job to the job and, and communicate and get your safety equipment on than it does to actually perform the job. And that, that happens more, probably more times than not in this day and age. Well, it's, I think we'd all agree. That's a good thing. Like you said before, want them coming home, not just completing their work, but coming home the same way they left. Are there resources or equipment that are out there today that you wish you had had during your career? You know, I think that the SCADA system, I have to go back to that. That would have been very, very helpful. But even when I was a lineman, they were moving into technology. I'm talking about oil circuit breakers that were more technically designed for substations and on on the line as protective equipment. And of course, I can't think of any hydraulic tools, anything that would make a a lineman's job easier 
And we started to see that before I left there. And, and over the last 10 years since I, I left uh, Yampa Electric, I'm sure that there's been new technology. And I know for sure that the line locating is a great example because in the fault finding equipment, I remember when we had underground faults, as an example, we had a particular instrument, it was a trailer, and we called it a thumper where you induce DC voltage into a piece of underground or URD cable. And after it was isolated and all the safety measures were put in place, you could actually find that through technology back then. And we thought that was great. Well, now that trailer has gone away and they just have small devices that, that you can hold in your hand and find these types of, of, of faults. So I think that has really improved over the years. And that, that's a good thing as well, because they determined that maybe the thumpers were actually creating more problems for cable down the road when you're putting that, that DC voltage in at a, at a higher voltage. But it wasn't efficient. I mean, we did find a lot of faults with it. I can tell you that that technology has really improved. Well, what would you say about these advanced technologies to today's generation if they're considering this line of work? What do they need to do to position themselves to be successful in the power industry of today and tomorrow? And what kind of individual is it that is maybe the ideal candidate to be a lineman in today's world with so much more technology? Well, first of all, you, you need to determine what it is that you want to do with your future. If you like to work outdoors, and you enjoy that weather, and I say all types of weather, <laughs> that would be a, a good avenue, hands-on type of deal. I mean, not everybody is, is set up or geared to work out when it's 90 or 100 degrees outside or in a lot of humidity or if it's uh, 35 or 40 below. But at the same time, it is a great opportunity. And I think that the mindset, if that's what you want to do and you have, whether you're single or whether you have a family, it is a great opportunity. It, it pays well. It provides benefits. I mean, for me and my family, it provided me a great living over those 37 years, and I was really appreciative of that. So I think it, it's mindset, what it is you want to do with your future, and then go for it. I mean, I've had several calls based on the, on the letter that, that uh, you see on the internet, that article, and I've had several calls over the last 10 years where young men and women have called me and said, I'm looking to get into the field. And I was wondering if you could give me any advice about this and, and tell me more about it. So as an example, you need to be willing to work outside of 40 hours a week because oftentimes you're going to be called out as a lineman. And I know in my past experience, you know, it, it seemed like it was inevitable. Every time you sat down to, to Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner with your family, the phone would ring. And when you're young and you're looking for that extra money as for overtime, you're kind of excited about it. But the longer you're in the industry, the less you're apt to want to take those phone calls because it takes away from your family time. So there, there's pros and cons to that. And you just have to decide if this is the career you want to do as opposed to working 40 hours a week and going home. So I think that's really critical because you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your employer to give it, you know, 100 percent. Well, Ray, I want to take this opportunity to say, you know, both as someone in the industry, but also as, as a consumer as well, that we're very grateful for everything that our linemen do day in and day out, not just after the storms and disasters, but uh, even on the good weather days. And we couldn't do this without them. And I want to personally thank you for what you've done throughout your career and for being our guest today. Could I have some closing comments on this, Matthew? It is all yours. Go ahead. 
Okay, just as, as a side note, people got to remember that electricity is not a respecter of persons. It looks for every, well, let's put it this way. It looks very innocent on the onset until something triggers the path of least resistance. And I mean that respectfully because we have to respect electricity. And examples, I mean, that whether that be a line-to-line -line fault, a line-to-ground fault, equipment breakdown due to aging or the lack of maintenance, overloaded conductors and transformers, lightning, and these types of things we all have to take in consideration. As a lineman, it's not about speed, really. It's about do the job at hand and do it in a safe and efficient manner. And just on a side note, you know, I think one of the key takeaways from this podcast is that engineers and linemen have a very different mindset in terms of how things should, should work, whether it be on the line or in a substation. And if you can find that teamwork between a lineman and an engineer whereby they can communicate and design equipment that is beneficial on both sides, because you need engineers and you need linemen. You need people to design the work. You need people to implement the work. And when you can get a situation in a co-op where the linemen and the engineers can work together in the best way for the organization, I mean, that's a win-win. We used to kid our engineers, you know, just on a side note here. It says, well, an engineer's work is from sun to sun. A lineman's work is never done. And, and that it really is true. I mean, you know, no matter what, 24-7, you're on standby as a journeyman lineman and anybody going into the industry needs to realize that this isn't always going to be just an eight to five job. Well, very well said. I appreciate you bringing out those points. And one more time, thanks again for being our guest. Linemen serve an indispensable role in our lives. Our society can no longer function without the reliable supply of power. And the increasing electrification of transportation, processes, and other segments of the economy continue to prove the worth of our utility linemen. Be sure to take advantage of the next opportunity you have to thank them. Well, that about wraps up this edition of the PowerTech Podcast. If you haven't yet, please log in to wherever you've subscribed to the podcast and both rate this show and leave a comment, as that really helps new subscribers in the power industry to find us. Also, for more free insights on bringing technology to the power industry, make sure to visit Empirical.com. We post free white papers, articles, and all of our previous podcasts there. Plus, you can register for a free 3D strategy planning session call with one of our 3D planning specialists. Again, you can do all of that and much more at Empirical.com. Please stay tuned and join us for the next episode of the PowerTech Podcast. And until next time, keep engineering powerful solutions.